Hello and welcome to a very special DMZ America, the podcast. <laughs> I'm Scott Stanton. <laughs> well, not uh, certainly for um, for the current administration. I'm Scott Stannis, editorial cartoonist coming to you from the right. And I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm Scott Stantis's friend, Ted Rawl, editorial cartoonist. <laughs> yeah, you're not Scott Stantis. from the left with I'm the great capacity of our current president. Yeah, no kidding. The special uh, special counsel, Robert Hur came out with a report and said that he would he would prosecute Joe Biden for keeping and sharing, apparently, secret documents. He didn't just happen to forget, put them in his garage, but apparently Joe Biden showed them to friends and family. Um, he said, I'm not going to prosecute. Apparently, that's something they all do. Yeah, look, hey, look at this. <laughs> hey, y'all, look, look, watch this. I, I have secrets. Um, so... Uh, but uh, special counsel uh, her decided that he wasn't going to prosecute for the following reason that Joe Biden saying that Joe Biden was a nice, but effectively doddering old man with a terrible memory. Mm -hmm. um, Joe Biden then gets furious and it has this very ill-advised press conference where Made he says, nice my memory, my memory is just fine. And then he goes on to conflate and, and confuse the president of Egypt, who may or may not also be the president of Mexico. But he's not, That's, actually. But is not. It was. And here's the thing. I, Ted and I were talking about this just before we started recording. And I wanted to ask if he's read the special prosecutor, apparently, and I don't blame him, was pissed off that Joe Biden went after him. And. NPR this morning has gone after her as saying he's just a Republican and these are Republican speaking points, which is he actually is very compassionate. If you read the language in this in the report towards the towards the president, he just but he says the guy doesn't have his shit together. Joe Biden attacks and his minions attack him last night in her this morning released transcripts from the interviews. Have you oh, read any of these, Ted? no. Okay. Um, yeah, because this is going to be a very fast moving story. I can, I can tell you, I've only read pieces of it and Holy Mary, mother of God, Ted and I have both dealt with, I'm dealing with, uh, parents, my, my in-law to be specific, who are dealing with significant cognitive problems. Now the decline goes like this. You start showing signs. It accelerates quickly and almost exponentially. And at some point, point when you question them it's, it's this is we are at this moment with president biden we are at the dad we have to take the keys away and moment. He's at the fuck you yes yes he is at the fuck you moment ted the transcripts they've released it's it's a doddering old man who cannot talk i mean he's just well, like well i uh, and, uh um according to um robert her uh biden was interviewed but they they reviewed uh, a series of interviews that Biden gave, and this I really want to like linger a little bit on this, in 2017 to someone who was ghostwriting a memoir for him. 2017, at that time, uh, and at that time, uh, the president could not say exactly when it was that his son Bo had died, which was only two years earlier. He didn't know which, he could not say within two or three years how long it had been since his son had died in 2017. Also, uh, he's, uh, in 2023, in that series of interviews, 
related to the classified documents issue, which I want to be really clear here, Scott, we're not talking, the classified documents issue is not the subject of this podcast. We do, we are not talking about that. The issue no. here is the fact that you and I have been front and center and taken a lot of shit for years, oh. <laughs> pointing out the fact that the president is suffering from dementia. And we've been called all sorts of names. We've been gaslit, treated like shit, um, ridiculed, snubbed, etc. And so this that's the subject here, first of all, is to say, we told you so. And secondly, to report on this very serious threat to the presidency. And I want to jump in very quickly and say that Ted and I did not say this with any glee. Because, no. as I said, we both we are both dealing, I'm dealing with, he's dealt with parents with cognitive dementia. And we don't say that... I, Neither of us said this with like, oh, he's just old. No, no, no. He's old. This isn't about ageism. I mean, look, uh, you know, President Trump is uh, almost as old as as uh, Biden, and certainly has suffered some. Uh, is not as sharp as he used to be, but oh, no. sharp. But he's sharp enough. Um, you know, you th- there's lots of people who are in their 80s who are sharp enough, or in their 90s. My agent was 94 years old when she died, and she died with her boots on. Uh, she was still working, went and get a, got, went to get the phone in her office and kicked. Trust me, I had lunch with her the week before. She was as sharp as a 20-year-old. Uh, and then, you know, uh, my, my father is currently 95 years old. He was born in 1928. I attended his birthday party. Uh, 95, born 1928, when Calvin Coolidge was president. Um, when the Model A was about to be released. You know, I mean, just think about that. And he's still go. He's still sharp as shit. Totally sharp. So that's not it. Um, it, it look, this was just simply recognizing the truth when we see it. I would say the yeah. same thing yeah. is true about someone who I admire more, like Bernie Sanders. I would say it. It just isn't true about Bernie Sanders. But someday it will be. It might be true about him, and I would call it out if and when that were the case. So here. So uh, among other things, and this is really the low light. Um, he, the special counsel also mentioned the fact that Biden could not, on at least two occasions, identify which years he served as vice president of the United States, which, for the record, are 2009 to 2017 under Barack Obama. Um, that is, you know, just absolutely, there is no recall issue there. This isn't like, oh, what's the name of that special prosecutor? Oh, her or something, Robert. Yeah. That's not the same thing. It's not a recall issue. It's like you were vice president of the United States. You had better be able to say, you know, what you were, you know, which years you served. You had better be able to say which years you served in the Congress representing Delaware, which years you served in the Senate, which years you were the chairman of the of the Senate Judiciary Committee, which year the uh, Anita Hill con- uh, versus Clarence Thomas confirmation hearing was, you'd better be able to know that stuff. You have right. to know that stuff because after all, it's part of your job. It is your job. Quick recall is really important. And what a contrast. We're not going to be getting into this, but just a little parenthetical. Uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin was released yesterday. Whatever you think of Putin, go watch it. Two and a half hours. That guy's sharp. Okay, and he's pretty old. He's in his 70s. He's sharp as shit. And like at one point, he doesn't remember something. And here's what he does. He says, and uh, Carlson asks him, what year was that? He says, I don't remember. And he goes, you can look it up. It's like, that's what a normal person does. He goes, I have a lot to remember. 
And it's like, you know, he can recite Russian his, you know, medieval Russian history like that, you know, I mean, that's, he's, a, he's a sharp guy. And so, you know, it's, Biden hasn't, wasn't a sharp man when he ran for office in 2020, which is why he hit, it's not because of COVID. That's why he hid in his basement, the entire campaign. It's why he's trying to duck out of, of debating Trump. Um, you know, you know, he is. Look, I, I had the sense this past last night, it felt a lot like August 7th, 1974, when the Nixon presidency had the smell of death on it all of a sudden. And there was a mob of curiosity seekers and, uh, and protesters surrounding the White House, waiting to see how everything was going to play out. And then that afternoon, a Mayflower moving van pulled up into in front of the White House and the tension broke. A few hours later, President Nixon gave his speech and by and then he was effective, uh, no longer president as of noon the next day. That's what this felt like. When you call a presser and you say, look at me, I'm super sharp. I'm sharp as shit. And in yeah. that exact exchange, you're acting like an angry old man and you conflate the president of of, uh, of Mexico with the president of Egypt the same week that you that you conflated François Mitterrand with Emmanuel Macron. You've conflated France with Germany. You called you claimed that you were speaking to Helmut Kohl four years after he died. Well, you've got a fucking problem. You can't fuck up. You've got to be one hundred and fifty percent in that appearance and in that moment. Yeah. He was no. he was raging. He was out of control. He should never have to, have done this appearance. It was catastrophic. It, the clip is all over the internet. Um, I'm getting messages from people who, up until now, have always said that I, I have accused me of being a dick to Biden, who are all like, "Oh God, this is really bad." I mean, now let me ask you this, Ted: Why now? Why this? When I mean, you know, everybody could see if you ever saw him, especially, and you and I talked about this on the podcast we recorded the day before yesterday. Yeah. Where he said, where he goes, it's because he's talking like this and it's just wrong. And it's just wrong. It's just, and it's just going, holy fuck, what is wrong? I know what's wrong yeah. with him. Yeah. And again, I, we don't say this with glee. And, and that's where we, no, you and no I have, fun. you and I were and always accused to, of that. That could happen to either of us, Scott. And it, it may well. Yeah. Well, we both have it in the, in the genes there, but yeah. you and I both took, you know, you're just doing, you're why you, you know, you just say this with glee. You're just mean. You're just cruel. I'm going, no, I can see with my own eyes what's going on. And so you can have all also, the bullshittery Scott, that's you one want. You're not. I mean, I know people who are listening to us for the most part don't know us, but we're not mean, really, truly. That's not, that's just not your thing. That's not your bag. You've always been, you know, uh, you've, you're not mean. You're not gratuitously like vicious, you know? Like well, that's, yeah, which explains to a politician, which is really we should be. Maybe we'd we'd have a Pulitzer between the two of us if we were meaner, because <laughs> that's what you you know you were the cliche is that a political cartoonist is mean, but we're not mean. I mean that's not well, it's not a mean, and thing. especially on some, and especially on something like this. But but you and I have taken and and me, you've mentioned it. I've taken so much crap. Oh, so Biden's old, you know, from commentators from uh, the you know the comic strip of the day or whatever the fuck it's called, who called me on those cartoons all the time. You know, he's still sharp. He's still it's, it's his stutter. It's not his fucking stutter. Not his, he doesn't even stutter. There is no stutter. 
No, the the stutter. I mean, all of the excuses. Ted and I, I mean, you know, and I'm I don't know if we did the podcast on this a few years ago. So he is he is sharp. Oh, I was talking to a friend of ours who we mutually admire and respect, uh, and he, I won't say his name, but he, uh, you know, he was telling me that yeah, he's he's actually really sharp. He's really in control. I'm going. There is no. zero evidence of this. Zero no. evidence of this. So okay, all... he was never the sh- the brightest dude ever. That's no. I mean, he, he was all right. He was a he was a middling intellect. Um, yeah, you know, which is fine. a Dan Quayle of his generation. You know, sure. Yeah. Okay. So going back and just a quick, I don't have it called up, so I can't read it directly verbatim, but do yourself a, ra- a favor and read the transcripts from these interviews. And it's, it, it will shock you. But my question to you, Ted, and I can't answer it this morning is why all of a sudden America wakes up and goes, Oh, wait a minute. He's, he's got cognitive issues. Why didn't somebody tell us? And we're like, what did you see him? I mean, Well, Scott, that's often the way it is. I mean, there's something about, I mean, you know, it's sort of like, I'm always fascinated by the question of, you know, how is it that King Louis XIV bans the importation of tobacco products into France? Because as he said in court, it is well established that it causes the tumor of the lung by science, but it took 400 years to, you know, actually crack down on tobacco uh, in the United States and in France. Um, but somehow, like we got to this point, somehow we turned a corner and like now you can't even smoke out in front of your building or whatever, or inside your your apartment building. How did that happen after so many years of just sort of knowing this to be true, but not caring? How is it that people could look for years and years and years at say, you know, we didn't keep the, Bill Clinton. They let him skate on Jennifer Flowers. They let him skate on Juanita Broderick. They let him skate yeah. on on uh, Paula Jones and all that stuff slid through, but then it was Monica was one thing too far. And it's like, you know, I think, I think it's like, it's the drip, drip, drip. But I think also what this was, was a combination of the drip, drip, drip. The fact that there had been numerous, what they call gaffes, although those are not gaffes, fuck ups, brain farts all week long. And then you have this report comes out by this guy and it's got that, more in sorrow than in anger kind of tone. Yeah. And yeah. that's devastating, far more devastating. So it's kind of like, well, you know, we can't charge gramps. What can we do? Um, and, you know, when Republicans have their talking point at the ready, you can't really argue with them. I mean, if a guy is is too brain addled to be, you know, executed in Texas, um, how the fuck can he be president of the United States, right? I mean, yeah. it's a valid question. And it's not a question that Democrats have any kind of answer for. Um, and it's it's been well known, I think. I think, but I think when he leapt across the Rubicon was that presser. He oh. might have survived, might have. But just think about the opposite. Look at the counterfactual. Look at like the day after the after the Access Hollywood tape you know, with the pussy grabbing remark appeared, we all thought Donald Trump's candidacy was finished. The next day he had a scheduled debate with Hillary Clinton. We expected her to mop the floor with him if he had the balls to show up. Not only does he have the balls to show up, he has swagger and he brings in a bunch of ladies that allege that that they were diddled (laughs) by Bill Clinton uh, to sit in the front row, right? Right, and she actually quashed, by the way. She did. 
And it was like, so the point is he saw, you know, he it's like the fortune cookie, the Chinese character for crisis is the same as for opportunity. I don't know if that's actually true since I don't, I didn't do well in Mandarin class, but that's what they say. He, <laughs> he sees that crisis and turned it into, uh, and he turned it around and went on and we know what happened. And, but, you know, Joe Biden, I guess, could have done that last night. He could have gone out there and been charming and sharp and funny wow. and like and like and he could have been like, hey, let's have a quiz. Like I could do that. Like if you accused me of not being sharp, I would be like, oh, no, no, let's bring it. Oh, what do you want to talk about? Like, oh, who's the secretary of the treasury under Andrew Jackson? Which one do you want? There were two. You know, what I mean, like it's like we I can do this, you know, like, oh, how you know, which candidates were in 1924? I can do this. What's the fourth, you know, what's the 12th amendment? I can do this. Like the point is he can't do that, but he did it anyway. He went out there right. and, and he thought he could, I can drive the car says the man as he crashes into the tree behind his house. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly that's why he went too far. I love it when you talk metaphors, Ted. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's something that Ross Perot always did very effectively. And I always found it very, very charming and effective and effective. So, okay, all that being said, you and I are on the same page. Here is where I'm pretty sure you and I will not be on the same page. Let's hear Going forward, what should happen? Oh. You want me to go first? You want to go first? Uh, you can go. Should, okay, real quick. should and will are two, okay. unfortunately, very different things. Right. I think you and I agree on what will happen is that he'll hold on because the people who are in power want to hold on to power. And the only way they're assured of holding on to power is the power they have. Correct. Yeah, that whole that hangs. And also <laughs> there, and also as a distant secondary reason consideration, they're worried about Harris. Um, yeah, she heard poll numbers are terrible. She, I, I've said time and again, the last year she her performance has really improved, but it's too little, too late. I think she's still, she remains a very charmless person, as I as I like to describe her. She's Hillary Clinton without the charm, and I think true. that's really accurate. But what will happen is this. They're going to hold on, Ted. They're not going to walk away. He's not going to resign. His cabinet's not going to uh, use the 25th Amendment to get him out of the uh, Oval Office. Although they should. They should. I th okay. Now, here's what, what if I was if I was a Democrat. Well, and that's what will <laughs> happen. Then there's what. Now yes. And I agree with you. No need for me to chime in. I think. OK, but OK, but let me just. But say, let me tell you what should happen. He, but we don't think neither of us believes he will that he will run again right like i think that he should convention, say he steps aside right and he shouldn't do it now because it sounds too reactive but at the convention he can say you know uh i just talked to my doctor who you know squirrel no he'll he'll say you know and they said that and they said that uh i shouldn't uh run for uh whatever it that was. thing that people do. say i do uh, you know, it should all of that being said, if I was if I was suggesting to, to him some drama to the Democrat to to an election that heretofore yes. has had no excitement and nothing but dread for the rematch. Right. So if he does that and say that I'm just, you know, I I, I have I found a lump. I mean, it can be any it can be right. a myriad of, of excuses. I would recommend he finish his term, which. OK, so he keeps his pride. He keeps, you know, but you're not running for reelection. Yeah. That is not going to happen. Ted, Ted has a different, Ted and I have a different view. And this is where I think we differ. I think, yeah, let him finish the term. 
you know, Reagan was clearly addled the last year of his term, the second term. Two years. Uh, but year. they okay, but I'm saying last year was really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but for for Joe Biden, yeah, he needs to step down for the party because here's the thing, Ted. Well, the a country. second a second Trump term is too high a price for us to pay. So Joe Biden can prove that he can still drive the fucking car. Right. No, I look, obviously, and the other thing is this shit means he's going to fucking lose. I yes. Mean, Trump is, he's either not going to be able to debate. I mean, Trump's not a very good debater, but, you know, he won't be able to debate it. Biden won't be able to debate at all. And he's just, it'll basically just be like Trump's running unopposed, basically. And he just, he'll just waddle back into the White House. That's the Can problem. I confirm that real quick that, that if you look at back at 2020, Trump still had two, three rallies a day oh, yeah. in the ramp up to the election. Yeah. Biden had one every two days. Which told you even then that the, the report about the interviews from 2017 were absolutely true that in 2020, he was so addled, had no energy and couldn't do it. To be that, honest, I really, and this does almost break my heart. I can't say it does break my heart because we are talking about a man who is gleefully participating in the genocide of uh, over 25,000 innocent people in Gaza. So let's not I don't think it's gleeful, that. but. But well, who doesn't give a shit? But the point is that like, but that said, uh, I do think that when Bo died, he broke. He snapped. I think that was it for him. He Bo was his entire hope for the future. He thought Bo was going to run for president someday. Uh, he was getting ready to be an older statesman and, and an elder statesman and help Bo's candidacy and advise him. Hunter also cracked and went down the path of you know degeneracy. And so his so Biden and so Biden would not have run for re-election uh, if well, would not have run for the presidency in 2020, if not for the fact that Bo had died. Hunter would not have succumbed to addiction if he had if mm -hmm. if his brother hadn't died. I, I think really, truly, I mean, the family kind of got wrecked there and he snapped. But that but and that's sad. But we don't owe you a presidency for that. And like, you know, and it's, it's like, it's, it's irresponsible. I have to, I have to imagine that if you could take Joe Biden today to visit Joe Biden from 1986 and, and they met each other, Joe Biden from 1986 would tell 2024 Joe, I love you, man, but you gotta like, you gotta step down. Okay. So what should happen? He should, the president should resign effective tonight at 12 midnight. You should step aside, um, hand over the reins to Vice President Harris. Vice President Harris should uh, continue the campaign in his stead. Should be She should be the heir apparent. Uh, she should run for re-election. She should run for the presidency. And I know this is bad, but here's the deal. It's poker. And in poker, you are dealt the hand, you play the hand that you're dealt. And it's a bad hand. You got to play it. Who knows? Maybe uh, Harris, just by force of circumstance, maybe with good, with sound advice, uh, maybe with understanding the gravitas of the situation, Harris can rise to the occasion uh, in, and become, you know, some of our greatest presidents have been unexpected. Um, you know, Ch uh, Chester Arthur, 
was never expected to be president, was considered one of our great reformers after the assassination of Garfield, right? Um, Theodore Roosevelt was never expected to be president. The assassin's bullet took McKinley and he became one of our epic presidents. Um, you know, I mean, it's certainly uh, possible. That, I mean, LBJ, uh, I don't think JFK would have ever pushed through the Civil Rights Act. LBJ did. Um, I mean, so there's definitely uh, room for great for Harris to emerge into greatness. There are people who think that about Truman. I'm not one of them, but no, you know. I'm not either, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, to finish the list, uh, Abraham Lincoln was, you know, a one term congressman from the backwater of Illinois. And uh, it, that turned out pretty well. well Didn't start or, our great. Well, or Grant Grant. <laughs> Right. He was not expected to be president. And well, after the Civil War, that was kind of oh, I guess that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But there are others who uh, Calvin Coolidge, who I there's a growing school of respect for him as president. But so you think you think that James, this K. is where Polk. you and I disagree. James K. Polk is uh, highly regarded. Of course. Yeah. I love the Henry Clay quote when they told him that this guy no one had ever heard of was nominated for president. He says, damn, lost again. <laughs> <laughs> he did because he, he knew did. that a dark he horse had like a great chance times, right clay yeah. yeah yeah so you think okay let me see if i get this correct your take is that uh joe biden should resign today immediately immediately my take is that let him he should announce at some point that he's not running for re-election and that he but he will finish the term um well he could he he could do that today also that would work for me um I wouldn't. I don't think he can. I don't think he can do it today. I don't think he can do it in the next few, like next week or it's two, too even, because it's too reactive to this. And he's not going to confirm that this guy's right, that uh, special right. counsel her is right. He's just not. Um, I'm as good as I ever was. Well, you're not, Grandpa. But uh, you know, great for thinking that. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, in the same way when uh, Kennedy was assassinated, um, uh, Johnson allowed um, Jackie. The first lady to remain just live in the White House for quite some time. Um, yeah, as long as she needed to. As long as she needed yeah. to. He was extremely uh, chivalrous and deferential, and she always really appreciated that. I could see um, Harris saying, "You know, um, Joe, you take as long as you need, and uh, I'll stay across the street at the uh, well, down the down the road, right at the Naval Observatory." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and that's cool. I mean, look, I mean, this is a time to. Think of Joe Biden as a human as a human being and his family as people, and it's like, well, what's best for him and for the family and for the country? But the country comes first, and um, and you know, and, yeah. and when you're talking about a country with the power of the United States, you're talking about the world. So, I mean, we're engaged in major, uh, you know, at any given time, the United States is always engaged in major, very uh, fraught world events. Uh, it's just, it's not tenable. This charade has gone on way too fucking long and it's got to come to an end. Okay. It will come to an end. You and I just disagree as to exactly when, you know, it's- yeah, We're talking about, months. man, we're talking, you and I are talking about, uh, you know, strategy. Uh, we're talking about tactics and we're talking about, you know, manners basically. But you know, but we agree yeah. on on, you know, the problem and the fact that, it's, and we both agree that it's not a problem that should continue to be ignored. I don't think, I don't think the media, what do you think? Do you think the media can ignore it any further? Do you think that they will be able to they can't. look at it no. and say, you, no. and just say like, okay, let's move on to the next story. And, 
Let's talk about uh, funding for Ukraine or whatever. Yeah, they can't. This is just this they is can't look this, away anymore. For some reason, this was the bridge too far. This is the this is the this is the straw and the camel's back is broken. They can't ignore it anymore. I told you what NPR even this morning reported it, but NPR also attacked uh, special counsel her and used Democrat speaking points for um, for that. But you can't ignore this. This is just too big an issue. And you know, outlets like Fox News, Newsmax, and the others are going bananas, uh, amplifying this story. And they should. It's an important story. And coming back, and before we tie everything up, um, this is it's too important for the Americas for your, to ignore any longer. You and I have been talking about this for at least two years. I mean, at least three years that this man was not fully cognitive, able to be president of the United States. We were shouted down. We were insulted. Uh, and now all of a sudden America's, and like you said, you're getting notes. Oh, you were right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. Well, it, well, you know, nobody ever really says that. Like, you no, know, I, I read that between the lines, but it's more like, ooh, this is really bad. That's what happens. You know, they, they don't say like, holy shit. Uh, sorry, I was a dick to you. I yeah, think it's no, more like- get that. Yeah, or maybe they think you know broken clock right twice a month, twice right twice. But to the point, Ted, this morning there I can't remember who the cartoonist was. I would name them by name, but I can't remember. It was not a great cartoon. But again, it was the oh yeah, so he's old and has some memory issues, but still better than the orange guy. I'm going. That's neither he here runs, nor there. And the other thing is, if he is the Democratic Party uh, leader, they will lose because this issue now is front and center again. They were kind of nudging it aside because he had some well And the polls show. I mean, Democrats could say this shouldn't matter. Okay, fine. You know, and this and you know, maybe the earth shouldn't go around the sun because heliocentricity is a bitch, but it does. <laughs> and the and the fact yeah. is, like it's like it does matter. The polls show that um overwhelmingly, even most Democrats think that Biden has cognitive cognitive issues. Most Voters, including most Democrats, don't think that about Trump. And they also think it's an important issue. They have yeah. very strong feelings about it. They think it matters. Again, you could say maybe it doesn't. It shouldn't matter. He has his advisors. You know, he, he, he's not really running the country anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't right. matter. The point is, right. they do care. And you're right. And he will lose if he, he is. Lose. If he if he is the standard bearer of the Democratic Party in 2024, the Democratic Party will lose the presidency. And Trump and will have will a have second a term. Field day making fun of him. Yes. And, and he won't. And, and quite frankly, Biden won't be able to respond in the way that he needs to. Right. So, Ted, where can we see all things Teddy in? Go to uh, the final countdown on Radio Sputnik, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Um, that's, you can find that on X Spaces and Rumble. Go to Rawl.com, whowhy.org. GoComics.com slash Ted Rawl and Center Clip, which is this app that you and I, Scott, are both on. Uh, we are. 30 second to five minute mini podcast. Scott, where can everyone find your stuff? Go to GoComics.com slash Scott Stantis for my editorial cartoons. Go to GoComics.com slash Prickly City to see my political comic strip. You can go to ChicagoTribune.com slash Opinion, see a gallery of the work I do for them. You can go to Dallas News and see the work I do for the Dallas Morning News and, of course, Center Clip. And uh, there we go. So thank you, Ted, for this very special one-off podcast. We said we'd do these when news uh, demanded it, and this news definitely demanded it. It definitely does. Um, you know, it's not a 
100% certainty that Joe Biden will be president by the time we do our next one. So, uh, you know, I'd say better than 50%, but yeah, you know, not, not quite. I, I wouldn't think... give it 95. Anyway, Man. let's leave that there. Uh, okay. Thanks everyone for listening to the DMZ America podcast. Bye, Scott. Bye, Ted.